Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, and thanks so much for joining me. This is Dr. Fred. You're listening to another episode of Study, Grow, Know. As readers know, we recently rescued a young puppy whose right leg had been run over. The vet said no bones were broken, just soft tissue damage. The dog, Scooby, is on gabapentin to help with nerve pain and is getting therapeutic and cold laser therapy. Hopefully, he will not need surgery. He's eating well, playing hard, and we've noticed he's not only very intelligent, but he also dearly loves us. I've learned one thing about rescue dogs because we've had several throughout life. They seem to really appreciate what we human parents do for them when they were in situations that weren't good. They become exceedingly loyal and loving and want only to do those things that improve their relationship with humans. Scooby is no different. He's remarkably intelligent. He picks things up very quickly. He already knows, for instance, sit. And when he's doing something wrong, He's beginning to understand the words, leave it. He will usually obey, but you can also see him fighting with himself to ignore his natural tendencies. Who taught that dog to understand these commands? Well, the previous owners didn't, so is it more innate in Scooby? Clearly, Scooby wants to do the things that please us. We don't hit him in reprimand when he is doing something wrong. No rolled up newspaper to the nose, which doesn't hurt, by the way, but it simply surprises them and gets their attention. But apart from that, it doesn't teach them anything. What we found so far is that firm but gentle commands that are one or two words repeated over time, sometimes with an action, help him understand what we mean. After only a few weeks, for instance, he has learned that going to the bathroom is something done outside the house. He likes to jump on us to show us his affection. Now, instead of yelling at him or smacking him or shoving him down, we simply say down firmly while gently pushing him back to the floor. Another way to do that would be to gently use your knee in his chest. He's getting it. We're going to be taking him to the trainer that trained our older dog, Buster, starting this Friday. She is a search and rescue dog trainer, but she also trains dogs in the basic commands. Now, eventually, we will train him using an electric collar because he tends to run off when off leash. He needs to learn to stay close to us, just as Buster does for the most part, our older dog, but especially when taking this new dog camping or hiking that we love to do. But all this is to say that this young pup loves us. He wants to be near us. He will constantly walk between our legs if we're doing dishes by the sink or we, he will sit down at our feet, next to our feet, on our feet. If we're sitting down, if we walk into another room, he will follow and sit or lay near us. He readily follows us wherever we go. He also wants to be very close to Buster, but sometimes Buster just doesn't want to be bothered by his younger, quote-unquote, brother. In the car, Scooby has learned from our older dog, Buster, that eventually you just curl up in the back seat or the floor and sleep until the car stops. And then on to something else, like shopping at Lowe's. My wife took a photo of Scooby, which I have in the transcript that you can see, and he's sitting on and near my feet leaning against me and gazing up at me. Now, the people who don't understand dogs 
in my opinion, are missing a great deal. But I do understand that some folks are simply not pet people. That's okay. It's always amazing to me how many people will give our older dog Buster a wide berth. They immediately think he's a Rottweiler, as if Rottweilers will attack you just as soon as looking at you. They don't. Buster can have the most placid look on his face with his ears rounded, so to speak, tongue lolling out of his mouth with a smile on his face and his tail wagging furiously to let people know he's friendly. But still, many people become nervous at such a large dog. He's black and tan and he's 75 pounds. What can you do? Not much. I mean, Buster is sending out all the signals to put people at ease and they don't get it because they don't speak his language. Now, like Buster, Scooby loves us and he has no problem showing it either through obedience, submission, or simply sitting there drinking us in. A dog's eyes, ears, mouth, tail will tell you what you need to know. And it's too bad more folks don't know about dogs and their calming signals, which is a real term. And you can read about it at the link I have in the transcript. Calming signals are used by dogs to communicate with other dogs. And if we pay attention, they'll also communicate with us. Dogs don't just bark or whine. They use a plethora of communication through body language like a play bow, a face turned away, or any number of things to communicate their intentions. And if you own a dog, if you have a dog in your home, you would do well to begin to understand their language of communication. And you can even start replicating that back to them. Dogs love us, and we certainly love them. In fact, love is evidenced in many ways. We all appreciate being loved, and uh, dogs are no different since they've become domesticated. We're all familiar with one of the greatest love verses in the Bible, John 3.16. There, John tells us just exactly how much God loves us. He loves us enough to be willing to have taken on the form of humanity and to die for us after living sinlessly for 30-something years on this planet. Now, as a child, I grew up singing the words, and maybe you did too, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And because of the Bible and songs like this, the concept of God in Christ loving us is something that was instilled in me as a young boy, and maybe you benefited from that as well. However, it's one thing to know this truth in our brains, intellectually, quite another to know it in our hearts, experientially. In order for the latter to happen, there must be difficulties in our life that God either saves us from or works inside of those difficulties to prove his love for us. I think one of the reasons um, Scooby loves us as much as he did and as, as he does is because of the situation that he came from compared to what he has now. Love is something that can be understood as a concept intellectually, as I mentioned, but it makes so much more of an impact when that love is understood experientially. And I'm not talking about going by feels or emotions. Certainly love can affect our emotions, but they should not guide us. I'm simply referring to the fact that when we know others have done something for us because they love us, their love often impacts us and creates a desire on our part to love them back, or at least it should. When I saw the above picture that my wife took, I immediately got a bit of a lump in my throat because it reminds me of how I will likely react when I see 
my Lord and Savior face to face one day after my life is over. Oh yeah, I understand that after I die, I'm going to face the Bema seat of judgment of Christ, where my works will be judged and whether or not they were done in his strength or mine. However, my salvation will not be in question. He will wipe my eyes over any tears shed by me for the failures done here in this life. That's going to be something that happens there at the judgment seat of Christ. He will comfort me in spite of all those failures. He knows my frame. He's fully aware of my weaknesses. And that's not as an excuse to sin, but simply to say that he is just and compassionate. I'm quite sure that I will spend much time in eternity simply sitting as close to Jesus as I can get, possibly even leaning against him as John did and just gazing up at his face, his loving, accepting face where he will look at me the way Scooby looks at me, fully appreciating, and by the way, I will look to him the same way, appreciating the fact that he, Jesus, loves me so much. You know, sometimes Scooby will simply lay his head on my feet when I'm sitting. I can imagine doing the same thing with Jesus. Will we ever, ever have enough of him in eternity? I can't imagine it. The life that we live right now is becoming dark in so many ways, but it's up to each Christian to reach for as many opportunities that exist to bring some measure of God's light and love into our lives and other people's lives. Do you ever think about eternity? Do you consider that one day you will not only see Jesus face to face, but you will hear his voice? You will see his mannerisms. You will gain understanding from his appearance and the reality that we wish we had now. Can you imagine when he sees you, the smile that will come to his face? Can you imagine the words he might say to you? Can you imagine that his presence will make heaven and eternity as glorious as it will be? Well, I think we have a small idea of what that's going to be like. But in this life, dogs have such a capacity to love their human parents. They're able to show that in so many ways, if we can just recognize it. Recently, our neighbors took an older dog in as a rescue. He's a rescue dog. They took him in. He's not really that old, but he's not a puppy either. Now, apparently, he did not have a great life prior. We have a fenced yard, but our neighbors do not. They'll let their new dog, Jake, wander around the front yard, take care of his business from time to time. And when we first met Jake month or two ago, he was quite standoffish, so we gave him room. We were strangers to him, and we didn't want to push things. The other day, our two dogs were outside in our fenced yard, and I heard Buster bark. Scooby joined in with Buster. He's learning from older brother. I turned and saw Jake on the other side of the fence, and I slowly walked over to the fence calling Jake's name, just, just talking to him. I asked him if he wanted to come in. He looked like he was going to bolt, so I stopped my approach, but I continued talking with him. Eventually, Jake started playing with my dogs by running alongside the fence from the outside. Well, Buster and Scooby ran alongside the fence from the inside. I kept my distance, but continued to talk to Jake and our two dogs. I encouraged them all by telling them what good dogs they all were, and I hope they were having fun. I eventually went outside the gate out front and toward Jake, but stopped with plenty of space in between us. I called his name, but he just looked at me. 
So I crouched down and called his name, and all of a sudden, he ran right at me. I thought he was going to bowl me over, tail wagging. He stopped right where I was, rolled over on his back, which, of course, you know, is the universal symbol for um, you, human, are dominant. I am submissive to you. Well, anyway, I petted him, rubbed his tummy, told him what a good boy he was. We kept inviting him in by opening the gate and holding Scooby so that little Scooby wouldn't run out. Well, Jake showed no sign of wanting to come back inside the yard. And a few minutes later, Jake had apparently decided, well, he might give it a go. You could see by the look on his face and coming up to the gate. So we open the gate. He runs in. I texted the neighbors that Jake was in our yard playing. Well, in just a few minutes, Jake had gone from apprehension to acceptance and was now playing with our two dogs. They were having a ball. And there was no worry of them running out into the road and getting hit by a car because of our fenced-in yard and closed gate. Well, after about 20 minutes or so, we could tell the dogs were tired, so we escorted Jake home. As we got outside the fence, Scooby apparently wanted Jake to stay longer and kept whining and barking after him, but we had other things we needed to do. It was interesting, though, to see Jake. He kept turning around towards Scooby. But he also listened when we called him and followed us to his home. Well, this morning I noticed that our older dog, Buster, after getting up from a good night's sleep, he went outside, which he doesn't, he does, but he doesn't usually stay outside the morning. Anyway, he was just outside for a while and I looked out and he, here he was just sitting there by one of our big trees and he was facing Jake's neighbor, the, the yard over there. And he kept looking over at their yard for any sign of Jake. Dogs are so beautiful. I'm so glad God made them. They are capable of incredible bravery, loyalty, and love. If treated with love and acceptance, there's no telling really what they're able to do. In a very small way, that kind of mimics our relationship with God. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that if we are capable of loving our four-legged friends and they're capable of loving us, how much more does God love us? And help us in our weaknesses. Just as I was sitting there inside our yard, beckoning to Jake, trying to encourage him to come in. Jesus does the same thing. He calls to us, encourages us to come to him. I don't know what you might be going through in life, but I do know this. Jesus loves you more than we can fully fathom or appreciate in this life. He is there for us, even when it appears we are in the wilderness being tried by the enemy of our souls. He's not absent. It is Jesus who loved us first and made it possible to be able to love him back. You don't need a dog for that at all. But if you do have a dog, oh, that's wonderful because they tend to be walking examples of love, loyalty, and perseverance. And uh, that's what Jesus is on an infinite scale. Love, loyalty, and perseverance. He will get us where he wants us to be. May God bless you with a greater understanding of just how much Jesus loves us. Thanks for joining me. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 